This is the Horse Radio Network. Welcome back to the Rain in Your Herd podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode where we will teach you how to harness the power of the internet to grow your online herd. I'm Laura. And I'm April. We can't wait to watch your business grow when you implement what you learn from the podcast. Whether you own a stable or a boarding facility, offer riding lessons and horse training, or are building an online membership for equine education, these tips can help you get more clients. Thanks for tuning in. If you're enjoying the podcast, please, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. If you share your business name in your review, you just might hear it in a future episode. Today we are here to make an announcement. Stop taking online courses. This may come to you as a surprise, especially since we both have taken a lot of online courses and we have online courses and memberships of our own. But unfortunately, there's kind of a habit that people fall into just investing in courses and not implementing them. So it's so easy to give yourself the excuse of, oh, I'm not going to work on my email marketing yet because I purchased that course and I need to go through the, um, I need to go through the material before I can get that done. And then you start pushing it and pushing it. I don't have time to look at the course yet. I don't have time to look at the course yet. And all of a sudden six months or a year have gone by and you still haven't gotten the thing done because you haven't gone through the course. And on top of it, you are walking around with this huge sense of like guilt and I'm a failure because you felt like you didn't get your money out of the course and you felt like you just didn't like, you, you still don't have the thing implemented and you spent money to get it done and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So April, tell us about some kind of like alternatives to taking a course that can help you actually get stuff done. So a lot of times when you, instead of taking a course, um, because sometimes you just want to know a few more things and you, it's just, you need to spend the time instead of spending the money and learning those different tips or such, or like you're seeing all these Instagram, um, algorithm changes. So either, you know, get into a group, ask a couple questions. You don't have to invest into a full blown out course, um, and just kind of making some connections and learning something quickly like that and then implementing it there. And you can grow as, or, you know, learn as you're growing and learn as you're kind of just experimenting with it. A lot of times I just like to push buttons. That's as a tech person, I always think it's funny, like, Oh, just push that button and see what it does. And everyone's like, what? No, that's scary. I'm like, well, I mean, I do all the time. Command Z control Z to undo works very well. So (laughs) how I've kind of taught myself is just to push the button. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> just so of, another thing that yeah. I like to think about when courses is I will absolutely invest on courses. That's going to make me better at what I do. Mm-hmm. But the other day I caught myself looking at courses on video editing and I stopped myself and I was like, you know what? I don't want to learn how to video edit. Mm-hmm. That sounds awful. Yeah. I need to hire a VA who can do the video editing for me. Mm-hmm. And stay in my, so if a course is going to help you get better and make your business's service better, great. But if you are investing in a course to get something done in your business that you are not passionate about and you just feel like you need, then you're probably way better off just outsourcing that sucker. Yeah. If it's not making your heart sing, then it's not really worth it. But like, if you're really just wanting to learn that is because either you want to learn it as a hobby, or if you think 
it'll transform your business and you want to be in charge of that part, then yes, but really take it seriously before investing. Take it seriously before investing. That's huge. So for our halfway little segment, we wanted to talk about, um, you know, clinics and such. Are you planning on going to any clinics this year or attending any seminars, you know, virtual or in person? Um, as we all know, we're still in the midst of the pandemic and such, but I know some clinics are still happening. They're just keeping them on smaller sizes and, you know, events are still happening here in Texas. <laughs> I think the road of the horse actually moved out of Kentucky to come to Texas because of their different, uh, regulations, I would say. <laughs> um, so for me, I'm thinking um, there's a couple clinics that I may go to just because like I'm not writing right now and I want to learn um, and I could easily, you know, do the six feet or um, whatever is necessary. And then um, in-person seminars or such, like I really wanted to go to the American Horse Publications. Um, they're in September. So we shall see, you know, what vaccines and such look like for people during that time. And if the if it's still being held. So I'd like to go in person and I'd like to start doing events and meeting people in person, but we'll see what's allotted and allowed. Yeah. <laughs> I am, so I am super lucky in that we have clinics every month at our barn and they're mm -hmm. like only like eight people and they're outdoors and we don't mm -hmm. have to worry. Um, so definitely doing um, starting in like, it just depends on when the ground dries up but my barn owner offers a cow clinic once a month all summer I'm definitely going to do the first one of the year even though if for the first time I did it it was more of just like cow exposure which worked out great because now MJ can plumb through a field of cows and not care but we've been working on our lateral work a little bit and now I think it will be really fun just to go in there and practice moving them around a little more mm -hmm. yeah um, I think participating in the clinics isn't as bad because it's easier to stay away from people on the horse oh like yeah. yeah as an auditor I'm like okay it depends on how I guess how many people are going to be showing up as an auditor or such just because I'm at the point where I'm like I'm not riding as much like what I said my feet are getting really big <laughs> my boots aren't fitting anymore so my muck boots are but not my riding boots and riding in muck boots is not good yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I accidentally rode in my muck boots the other day and I was like halfway around the trail I'm like oh what are you doing <laughs> no especially like in my new slick stir uh, stirrups so That'll be, that would be interesting. Yeah, no, it was, I actually did have to ride like just out of my stirrups. Like this is better. Just, just yeah. don't use them. Yeah, just use my core instead, which I don't have at the moment. Anyways, it's <laughs> just getting fun. Luckily King is just very easy going. So I have to admit I'm a horrible clinic auditor because I just want to be doing it. Uh. Like I get so frustrated watching people struggle, even though I would probably be struggling too. Mm -hmm. And I also just like, I would want to just leave and work with my horse. So I don't audit a lot of clinics, but I definitely like be, with DT, I spent three days a year, just clinics. Like I found a three day clinic. I went to it. I loved it. I haven't done that with MJ yet. She's mm -hmm. totally ready. So I want to find one in the fall and I don't really know what it's going to be yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but we're going to do that. And then also the horse rescue that I volunteer for is playing with the idea of starting hosting some clinics themselves. And we won't do that until spring of 2022, but I'll definitely be writing those also. 
Yeah, I don't mind so much being an auditor just because I like to learn from like see how people are writing and see like what they're doing that isn't correctly. And then when the trainer points it out, I'm like, oh, okay. So I was noticing that too. It's such just because I've had a lot of judging seminars too that I've gone to. So it interests me a little. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. Well, everybody had a favorite morning drive show in the days we all listened to radio. They were goofy, funny, and entertaining. You can have that again, only this time it focuses on life with horses. We are here every weekday on your podcast player. Search for Horses in the Morning and come join us. We are a little goofy, hopefully funny and entertaining, and you might learn something along the way, too. We are the world's leading daily podcast about horses since 2010, with over 2,600 episodes for you to binge on. Subscribe today. What are you waiting for? Pull your phone out of your pocket, blow off the hay, and subscribe to Horses in the Morning. But to jump back into this of why you should stop taking so many online courses, two-thirds of people don't even do the course or finish the course that they signed up for. Because you probably have convinced yourselves that I'm going to join this and I'm going to do it later. I know this course is going to be so beneficial um, and it's going to really help transition my business. It's going to make such a huge impact, but then maybe later doesn't actually happen um, because now you have this course, but the information in the course is no longer relevant. Um, especially like if it's an Instagram course or something, because um, you know, the algorithm has changed or anything that's going on you know like like if you signed up for like a clubhouse course I'm just I don't even know if that's a thing yet but if you signed up for <laughs> that course like you better be taking it immediately and implementing it immediately because it's going to change very quickly um so that's you know something to take in account or like um, for blogging it may not change as much just because you know, you want to make sure you're out on Pinterest, but the Pinterest algorithm has changed. So maybe what they're saying about Pinterest might be different. So it's just, you got to think about the relevancy. And if you are signing up for a course, are they, are they updating that course? Because that's an important thing to take in count, depending on what it is it's around. That's yeah. the big thing. It's like taking count. And like maybe your business itself has changed later on down the road. Yeah. And now you don't even want to take that course because it won't benefit you at all. Yeah, that's huge. So the way I, as we talked about before the break, is we talk, we both still take courses and we both still sell courses, but we're really intentional in the way that we do it. So I will never just take a course and throw it in my inbox and say, I'll get to that later. Like that. I've been there. I've done that. I've spent stupid amounts of money. I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so I do, there's a few courses, one on building a Facebook page audience, um, that I specifically, that I really want to take this year. It usually goes, usually launches around October. And so I'm going to be setting up my calendar so that I can spend a couple hours a week on that course. Once it goes live, once I take it, I have passed up on taking it for two years now because I didn't have the time Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to invest, you know, most courses, I think it's $997 or something. I didn't want to invest $900 in something, even though that's not even that huge of an investment, I still didn't want to just throw $900 in the trash because I knew I didn't have time to do it. And I know that when she launches that course, it's, she spends the next, you know, six months or whatever between launches 
updating all that information because the Facebook algorithm changes so much. Um, so pay attention to people who are offering courses. Participate in their launches, their challenges, their things. And you don't necessarily have to take the action right away. See what other people are saying. Make sure that it, they, you like this person. Make sure and then plan it out in advance. So don't do more than one course quarterly. You don't have time. Mm-hmm. And make sure the course has been updated. Make sure that it's fresh. Like right now, you don't hear me talking at all about my Pinterest course because in quarter two, I am going to redo it. It's been a year. It's old. It's stale. It'll still teach you the basics, but in terms of the most updated information, it is not there. So I won't be talking about that or launching it until it's time to do so. Um, So plan on it, think about it, make sure it's for you. So if you're a um, business owner who has a blog, you may not necessarily want to take an intensive blogging course that's going to teach you how to make income from your blog because your blog should be funneling you clients. It's not necessarily for building affiliate income yet at this point. So make sure that it's tailored for you and plan it out in advance and make sure that you actually like the course creator. Don't just dive in and be like, oh, it's only 500 bucks, so I'm just gonna take it and throw it in my inbox because you're probably just throwing 500 bucks in the garbage disposal. For me, I like to like kind of sleep on it because a lot of times you're like, oh, this one-time offer, but really you have a few days usually like before they're gonna close the card. Um, I know there's sometimes those fast action bonuses and such. Which I okay. Think- but also how, how often have you ever gone through the stupid bonus? <laughs> there's been one course that I really liked. They had the fast action bonus and I did take it and I, I absolutely loved it and it was super beneficial, but I know like from other ones, I'm like, that's not, that can't, that's not, not it's not going to be that transformational, but one I did, I did do that with, and I, it did benefit me. That's good. But yeah, but yeah, I do agree. Most of the time it's like, is it that valuable? Um, so, but like a lot of them have a few days before they close the cart. So sit on it, sleep on it. You don't have to do it right that minute and then come back to it and purchase it and such. I recently purchased a course for my quarterly thing. And, um, and I only always do it every quarter, but like, I don't recommend to do more than one a quarter. And, um, I recently purchased the course and she you know, said that she had updated it. She had done all these things and whatever. And once I got in there for the price that I paid, like there was just a few modules, a couple of lessons. And then when I went into the lessons, I started listening to them. Like they didn't have, um, the updated information like, Oh, below there's a document for this or whatever. And then I couldn't even download the documents. So don't make me read a freaking document. Yeah. Well, and this, some of this was like a checklist or like, and I wanted the document, but it wasn't updated and it wasn't relevant to what they were saying in the video. So then I actually ended up asking for, I I, I did a payment one on that. And I was like, I'm not going to ask for a refund, but I'm not going to pay for any of it moving forward. And so I, I took myself out of the group and all that stuff. I'm like, and I explained why. Yeah, I was very upfront with it. But so then I invested that similar amount of money into a new course and I had like researched like crazy. And now it's like, it's it's like a night and day. There's tons of great, tons of information. And so that, that's just a really good thing to watch out for. And I probably should have known this with this person. And I, you know, 
because I had invested in something else with her and it was kind of like that and for some reason I just thought it would be different this time so. yeah but that's okay yeah advocate for yourself that's huge you know yeah. advocate for yourself if something yeah. isn't how you think it's going to be then say hey this isn't what I was expecting and I'm sorry okay. a huge thing is like I cannot stand old Facebook lives repurposed into courses mm-hmm. yeah and they're like talking to people that aren't there mm-hmm. and you can't see what they're saying in the comments and it's totally weird so yeah. yeah, I, when I invest in a course, I expect like clarity. Don't make me watch a 45 minute video. If I have to watch a 45 minute video, I'm better off hiring someone else to do the dang thing. Yeah. Or if I get like, if I get in the Facebook group and like, you're not even responding to people's questions and such, or like yeah. the last question or somebody that posted was like six months ago, like, is this really a relevant thing for me to be in? Like, there's no like welcome email or such sent out and- yeah. yeah. I want that value that I'm, if I'm investing in this, I want it to be, to be there and to yeah. get it. Totally. So yeah, if you have a bunch of old courses that you're trying to pressure yourself into going back and going through, if they're older than six months, just wash your hands of them. Yeah. They're probably not going to work for you and that's a learning experience and that's okay. Don't force yourself to go. I can't tell you how many times I've been like, oh my gosh, you paid for this course. You have to go through it and gone through it a year later and been like, that was a complete waste of my time tenfold now because I've wasted a year telling myself that I suck for not doing this course. And now I've wasted a ton of hours doing the course and it's not relevant anymore. So like, it's totally okay to wash your hands of it and say, whoops, that was a learning experience. Next time I know and Mm -hmm. go forward from there. Yeah. And if you're thinking about buying a course, you need to think about, okay, how am I going to block out my time to take this course? And that's something you could think about before you even buy that course, because you know, it's going to be hours or whatever and putting in that implementation and such. So go ahead and kind of block it out on your calendar and see, is this doable before investing? Absolutely. That's huge. Thanks again for listening to this podcast episode. To find out more information on our podcast episodes, make sure you check out our website, reigninyourherd.com. You can also find us on multiple social media platforms such as YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest. I'm April Hardiman, and I'm the owner of Make It Rain, where I help equine businesses grow their exposure online, either through social media, email marketing, SEO, membership websites, or all the techie stuff. I'm just your average tech-savvy equestrian. And if you want to know how to grow your herd, make sure you go check out my Facebook group called Grow Your Herd. And I'm Laura, the word wrangler. I help horse business owners grow their online communities without being slimy, salesy, or sleazy. I love writing and telling online stories and teaching other people to do the same. So that's exactly what I do through my business, Unbridled Content Marketing. If you want to learn more about creating a community around your business, come check out my Facebook group, The Word Wranglers Community.